the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Hour 2, Open Line Friday. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can call about anything we're talking about or anything you want to talk about on Fridays. We'll let you change the subject. 888-528-2557 is the number. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'd like to hear is what are you doing for 4th of July weekend? Hope that you got some good plans. Uh, maybe you're going to the Harvest Crusade, which uh, I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow. And, uh, Saturday and Sunday, Honda Center, 6 p.m. Go to harvest.org to learn more. Bring a friend, somebody who doesn't know Jesus. They're going to hear the gospel, some great music, and and, uh, pray for that. It's going to be a great part of the weekend. 888-528-2557. Supreme Court gave their final decision, and it was on student loans. And can I tell you something? And I said this last summer. I hope that you do not take the word of uh, the president on the idea that he's going to pay off your student loans, that he has absolutely no authority to do that, that that whole thing. And most people said that, that he does not have the power. The Supreme Court confirmed that today. This is the conclusion of what the court says. It's become a disturbing feature of some recent opinions to criticize the decisions for which they disagree as going beyond the proper role of the judiciary, because a lot of people didn't think they should take this case. Today we have concluded uh, that Missouri uh, is a proper case to this. Um, They've gone through the traditional tools of decision-making analysis. Um, Reasonable minds can disagree. Um, And they say it's important that the public not be misled by some of what they're hearing about the court, which is interesting because there's been so much said about the court. It says um, the HEROES Act provides no authorization for the secretary. Remember, the secretary of education's plan, even when examined using the ordinary tools of statutory interpretation, let alone clear congressional authority for such a program. So first blush of this reading um, sounds like the student loan debt forgiveness plan is gone. Uh, it is not going to move forward in a 6-3 ruling. It's completely gone. And what the court said is that the president just does not have the authority. What they tried to do was use something called the HEROES Act, which was something from 2003 that was giving student loan relief to uh, soldiers who went to Iraq and Afghanistan at the beginning of the war on terror. It has nothing to do with the the legitimate burdens that student loans are. Uh, can I share something? I know that maybe there's people who are really hurting, and I've been there. Maybe I'll tell my story uh, about mine, but I had to pay them off, and it was brutal. And I got to tell you, but here's the thing. You do not need Joe Biden. You need Dave Ramsey. If you're struggling with your student loans, you know Joe Biden is not going to pay them off. He's not. And then they got some other plan where what they're going to do is delay payments and stuff. They might have some authority to do that. But they, the, the president can't do it. The Congress can do it. Congress could decide to do that. They're not going to. You know why President Biden didn't do it when he had a Democratic Congress and a Democratic Senate? Because the Democrats don't want to do it, really. 
That's always the test. I always think Democrats and Republicans, both of them, there are cases where you have a Republican president, Republican House and Senate, or Democrat president, Democrat House and Senate. And the main things that are like the big things that the parties want to do, funny thing, how they don't get done even when they have all the power. Anyway, President Biden is getting hit pretty hard about this today for giving false hope because 16 million uh, Americans had already signed up for the program. Mr. President, why did you give millions of borrowers false hope? You've dated, doubted your own authority here in the past. I didn't give any false hope. The question was whether or not if I would do even more than was requested. What I did I thought was appropriate and was able to be done and would get done. I didn't give borrowers false hope, but the Republicans snatched away the hope that it was, they were given. And it's what? 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 The Republicans didn't do anything. Real. Real hope. Thank you. Mr. President, when you cancel your authority, did you overstep your authority? I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. He's saying that the court misinterpreted the Constitution. Number one, it's important to say that even Joe Biden said that it's not legal at one point for the president to do it. You know who the, the court actually quoted? Justice Gorsuch put out the opinion. You know who they actually quoted as evidence? Nancy Pelosi, she's in the decision, and this is what is quoted in the decision. People think that the president of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. Did you get that? This is Nancy Pelosi. Now, she is speaking as the Speaker of the House. This is after Joe Biden is already the president and this issue came up. This is what she has to say about this. And this is actually used in the court case. People think that the president of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. And that's what the Supreme Court said today by six to three. I have not read the uh, dissents yet on that. I don't know how you you dissent. I actually thought this could be nine nothing. I've been surprised at how many nine nothing decisions. And by the way, you know, they talk about all the divided Supreme Court. There's been a lot of unified decisions this time around and uh, several that have been, you know, two conservative, two liberals and sort of mixed as far as that goes. You know, the big cases, sometimes you see the 6-3 or the 5-4 decisions, but actually they've been unanimous on uh, several different things, uh, including uh, voting rights things and uh, taking the the liberal side. The court uh, last week uh, overwhelmingly supported um, the, you know, really went against a uh, a far right proposal that said that state legislatures have complete control over the federal presidential elections, and they said no, no, they don't. Uh, so it's it's very interesting, and that's why part of that quote you heard earlier from uh, Shannon Bream and quoting Gorsuch is he's talking about maybe you've heard something else because there's a lot of misinformation, and it's a weird time because some of that's even coming from the court to say that the case is about something that's not about. there, The president, and you don't want this, and, and again, one of the things that you want to do is you want to reverse it. So if you're upset about this decision today, I want you to put Donald Trump back in the White House in your mind. That Maybe that bothers you, and maybe that's going to happen, though, in a couple of years. But in, you know, what power do you want to give Donald Trump? See, if you think Biden has the right to personally spend almost a half a billion dollars to pay off the student loans, and by the way, pay off the student loans, most of the people who would get that benefit are the wealthiest. 
Did you know that? That most of the people who are, have these major student loans are people who went on and got graduate degrees and have the earning potential to do quite well. That's why I say, you know, you don't need Joe Biden. You need Dave Ramsey. If you're making a lot of money and you're not paying down your student loans, then you're you're doing it wrong. You you spent too much on a car. You're spending too much on a mortgage or a house. You just have to you've got to cut down and pay them off. That's what I did. I did a lot of stuff, but for a while, a long time, I drove a 1992 uh, Nissan piece of junk. It that car was so bad that the passenger door didn't even open. So if I ever got people, I was dating my wife on that. I can't even, you know, this is one of the ways I knew she loved me is she didn't, she wasn't bothered by the fact that every time she got in my car, she would have to climb across to sit in that passenger seat. And not only that, in the rain, she would have to hold up a towel because the moonroof leaked right over the passenger seat. We had many drives where she crawled over there with a, with a towel and held it up over her head. <laughs> That was my car. And it, in fact, my car got broken into one time and they didn't steal anything. They thought this was a mistake and they got out. And, uh, you know, I drove that and made a, did a whole lot of other stuff. I was selling everything on eBay. I was going to garage sales, buying stuff and selling it. I did so much stuff to try to deal. Eventually, though, it cost me my house, essentially. Not really. We sold the house, you know, kind of for another reason. But we used equity to pay off the loans. And that put us in a position where we couldn't buy. It was, I understand the burden. I do. There's a burden out there. But the way you're going to have to do it is you're going to have to pay it. And you can't ask other people to pay for it. Uh, and President Biden knew that. That's one of the reasons that he's getting some grief. This is President Biden in a uh, debate back in 2020 because it was being proposed, this notion that you should pay off the student loans. This is what he said. But to come along and say you're going to find, you're going to fund a 35 34, $40 trillion plan in 10 years, $1.7 trillion in student debt will be forgiven for all universities. I can understand. I think we can get to the point we can have four-year public universities covered. But why should, in fact, these people out here pay for the fact that my kids had a significant debt? So what he's saying, what he's going to say here, and this is one of the arguments, this is the reason that he couldn't get this done even with a Democratic Congress, because at the end of the day, you're asking people who did not go to college to pay for the student loans of people who went to the most elite colleges, including his own kids. That's what he's pointing out here. But they went to Yale and they went to Penn and they went for incredibly high tuitions. Why should that be free? See, he's he is uh, correct there. He's correctly there identifying why this is a problem that you you're asking people who didn't go to college or asking people like many of you, who paid off your loans or who are struggling on your own to now take on the debt of a whole lot of other people who qualify for the program. There's no way people are going to be supportive of that. Secondly, and so the Congress isn't going to do it. And secondly, the president for sure does not have the ability to just spend that money, to just cancel some group of people's debt. He just doesn't. Nobody has thought so. Nancy Pelosi doesn't think so. Biden at first didn't think so. And, uh, you know, this it it angers me, actually, because I'm hearing the stories of people who are we're counting on this today. And I'm there was no chance of this passing of this getting through the Supreme Court. None. Zero. There was zero chance. Eight, 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 five, two, eight, two, five, five, seven is the number. Eight, 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 five, two, eight, two, five, five, seven. John in Pasadena. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. 
Hi, John. What do you think about this uh, student debt uh, relief program? Hey, I just had a quick follow-up question. I heard you you mentioned something. So the argument you made was that um, the people who have these loans typically have graduate degrees. Yes, about 70% of it, I think, is graduate degrees. Right. Uh, the counter I'd have is that even though you have a, a graduate degree, you could be a teacher or someone who isn't in a position. Definitely true. Oh, yeah. For you. sure, some people are. And I've, I've been one of those people, so I'm, I'm sympathetic to the fact that people owe more money than they can actually pay. It's a huge real problem. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I hear you. I just – I would imagine – it's. Uh, I don't know what statistics you're pulling, but I would imagine it's a pretty – hefty chunk of those people that you're talking about who aren't in a position. I, I know quite a few. There's a um, lot of so people. And, 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 you know, the thing is, John, the argument that I'm making here is not that something shouldn't be done or that something shouldn't happen. The, the issue is that the president promised something that he knew, that Nancy Pelosi knew, that everybody knew he couldn't do. And that is, in fact, the, the joke that's going around is he's being, you ever watch The Office? You ever watch that program? Sure. You know, the Scott's Tots episode? No. All right. Well, it was one where, where Michael Scott promised a bunch of third graders that uh, when they graduated high school, he'd pay for their uh, education. It's a very high cringe uh, episode because obviously he can't do that. They're calling this uh, Biden's tots, that he promised people something that he could never deliver on and he should have known it. And uh, that's the part that's frustrating to me because I'm wondering how many people. The L.A. Times put out some story today saying, oh, all these people are going to have to move back in with mom and dad. It's like, well, why did they think this was going to happen? Nobody thought this was going to happen, really. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it's not an issue. It doesn't mean that, you know, and that's the thing is they're not canceling. They're not changing the way we fund college. They're still causing people to go in tremendous debt, outrageous debt for degrees that they may not get a job that pays the bills at the end of the day. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would just, uh, I, I think I'm aligned with you. I would just, uh, I wouldn't characterize the people. Yeah, I, w- I would say, I, and I understand that there's that. a lot of people hurting it, I, and I totally know that. But there is an argument. Thank you, John, for calling. And, and I think the way that math works is that the graduate people just owe a lot, whole lot more money, right? So there was somebody who was uh, getting kind of blasted on uh, Twitter today because she said that she had $180,000 of loans. She went to law school. Um, and now, after even though she's been making payments, she owes $203,000 because of the interest and stuff. Um, but uh, she makes a lot of money. So the whole idea is, well, what kind of lifestyle are you living? You, you make uh, an awful lot of money, and you live in a pretty big house, you know, to ask the government to pay off your loans when what you should have done was, you know, drive Pastor Scott's cheap car and live in a smaller place. I did a wedding once where the two people who were, I was, you know, when you do the premarital counseling, the debt's a big thing. There's so much debt. And uh, in fact, I had a couple break up right in front of me one time because she had $200,000 of debt and hadn't told him about it. (laughs) And it was not good debt. It wasn't, you know, it was like credit cards and bad stuff. Uh, And it was an honesty thing, right? But I had another couple. They were both anesthesiologists. And between the two of them, they owed 300 and some thousand dollars. It was crazy. But they lived in a tiny one-bedroom apartment, and they're making huge income as anesthesiologists. But they decided we have to get these paid off, and it was it was brutal. It was terrible, but they did it. That's what you have to do. I mean, it's the the student loan controversy aside, and it is a controversy. I think that I think that the student loan issue is we are robbing people 
um, with all of this. And the university system is now built on it. Uh, so you can't really get rid of it very well because some universities would close or have to close buildings or lay people off. It's a massive, massive problem. But people are being forced to pay. And so the, what the government was trying to do is make everybody pay. Uh, but that also isn't fair. It's, you know, because if you didn't go to college or maybe you did and you didn't take out loans or maybe your your job, you had to spend a lot of money on equipment. You're a plumber or you're a mechanic or you do something where you invested a lot of money in in capital expenses. It's not really student loans, but it's a similar thing. You might be in debt. Well, no one's paying that off. You know, it's, it's a, it is a huge problem. And that's what frustrates me is that when we have politicians say they're going to do something that they ought to know they can't do. That's one of the big deals. All right. Open line Friday, Pastor Scott show. 888-528-2557. Let's go to uh, Isaac. Isaac, welcome to the Pastor Scott show. Hi, Isaac. Hey, oh, go ahead, Isaac. Okay, this is your friend Isaac. Remember me? Uh, you are a YouTube Isaac? Yeah, a yeah. A YouTube yeah. star right here, Isaac. Oh. Okay, I'll be brief. Uh, um, now, the lady, I think her name was Lori, she called up, it was her birthday. Yeah. Yeah, and she said that we are uh, all God's children. I just want to correct that. That's not true. We're not all God's children. The Bible says he who has the son had the father. He who had not the son had not the father. And Jesus told the Pharisees and the scribes that they uh, Satan was their father. So that's the. Yeah, you know, I, Isaac, I think what she was referring to, I, I think she meant uh, Christians. That's what I think she meant. Like she's calling a Christian okay, well, talk show. That's the way I took it anyway. But otherwise, you're right, is not everybody, you know, is. But I think what she meant was uh, Christians. I think that's what she meant. One other brief thing. Uh, my wife and I, um, Carol, had been separated for two years, and I called up to the station, and uh, David David prayed for me. And I just want to report that, because you were asking about what we're going to do on the 4th, I'm going to see my wife for the first time in about two years, and we're, we're going to get back together. That is a great story. So you called, uh, did you call uh, David James, Big Wave Dave? Did David James, yeah. And he prayed for you, and uh, God has answered that prayer. Yes, yes, yeah, we... Uh, we both, you know, admitted to our faults and our shortcomings, and we we prayed we, we prayed to the Lord, and we we really take our time, and and we both admit our faults and our shortcomings, and say, Lord, have mercy on us, Lord, and we love each other, put us back together, and we both admit that there are things we both have to do, and I'm just I'm just amazed. I just the Lord told me not to give up. I think she wouldn't even talk to me. She wouldn't even text me. She blocked me. But the Lord told me to keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, and wow. uh, so. Back together. Isaac, that is a great story. What a, a great story. Thank you for your faithfulness in, uh, in all of that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go tell Dave as soon as I can. He's down the hall doing what he does. Uh, and uh, okay. I'm going to sit next to him for the broadcast tomorrow for the um, Harvest Crusade. Uh, God bless you, Isaac. Thank you for sharing that story. And I'll pray. In fact, I'm going to pray for you now that your weekend goes well with your wife. All right? Okay. God, God, I thank you for Isaac and uh, God, you're doing stuff in his life that you're, you don't, you know, that is amazing. The, his testimony on YouTube and some other things that you're doing, but greater than all of that is a restoration of his marriage. Pray Lord that that goes well. Pray that the conversation is good, that he and his wife stay humble, that they confess their sins and they rededicate to each other 
and that they commit to you and following you and going after you together. I thank you, Lord, for them, and uh, I thank you for David's prayer and for what you're doing in Isaac's life. In Jesus' name, amen. I really, really, really appreciate you doing that, Pastor Scott. Yeah, Isaac, uh, I hope it goes great this weekend. Let me know how it goes, okay? Well, she's listening right now, and I know she's thanking God for you, too. All right. Well, Isaac, you're going to have a fantastic 4th of July. Thanks for calling the uh, Pastor Scott show. Thank you. All right. That is a cool story. That is a, that's a great story. I feel like he might have told me his story a while ago. Um, and, uh, you know, Dave, uh, you, maybe you hear Big Wave Dave uh, on the air, and uh, he'll say during the breaks, he's on in, in the afternoons in between the programming on KKLA and on KPRZ, and he'll often say, hey, if you need someone to pray for you, here's the number. And what you need to know is that he does that. He's not just saying that. It's not just AI, right? He's a real guy. He's down the hall, and he will pray for you. Uh, He will. And uh, I think he's going to love hearing that story. All right. This is the Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday. And uh, i got to take a break. When we come back, uh, Nick and Dan and others, I see your calls. We'll take your calls on the student loan issue for the Supreme Court. As the Pastor Scott Show continues, Friday edition. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Mr. President, why did you give millions of borrowers false hope? You've dated, doubted your own authority here in the past. I didn't give any false hope. The question was whether or not I would do even more than was requested. What I did I thought was appropriate and was able to be done and would get done. I didn't give Boris false hope, but the Republicans snatched away the hope that it was, they were given, and it's real, real hope. Thank Mr. you. Mr. President, will you cancel your authority? Did you overstep your authority? I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. That's President Biden today after the Supreme Court rejected a student loan payment plan. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, people joking around out there, but there is an episode of The Office. You ever watch that program? And this is not the episode you should begin with. The Office, Christy can't watch it. It's it's like the cringe factor is too high for her. And there are some shows where you just cringe because they're they're ludicrous, but they're almost real. And uh, in this particular episode, the boss of the company, a paper company, his name is Michael Scott. He uh, at one point promised a bunch of third graders that he would pay off their their college, that he would pay for college for them. And because he thought by the time they graduate, he'll have made enough money where he could actually do it. He was sincere in wanting to do it, but it was a crazy thing to do. This is the episode where they all graduate and the school calls and says, we'd like you to pay for our college. A local businessman pledges college tuition to third graders. <laughs> Michael, why did you promise that? To change lives? No, Michael, why would you promise that? You know, okay, I call the school, cancel, I can't go through with this. We've already rescheduled seven times. Michael, this is a terrible, terrible thing you've done. Well, it's terrible. That is the office. People are saying it's a Biden's tots, that he made a promise to pay off student loans that he had no authority to do. And people said that at the at the time. And that's the, 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 the deal. Now, it's important that we pay attention that the issue is real, that many of you are suffering from the burden of student loans. And uh, we're continuing to give out massive amounts of uh, student loans for 
people getting degrees that will make it very difficult to pay that. And we have to fix it. But spending money in the United States government, as per the Constitution, happens in the United States Congress. The House of Representatives is where that begins. Congress could do it, theoretically, uh, but the president, any president, cannot. 888 Dan, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, I just want to say, Pastor Scott, that uh, you have an incredible show there. So I have one opinion and I have one question. Okay. Uh, first, first of all, my my opinion is my daughter really wanted to go to college in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, she, she out of all of them, she she really wanted to go to that, but she couldn't afford it. Yeah. So fortunately, she got a she went to a a, a great uh, Southern California uh, college out here. I don't know if I'm able if I'm uh, okay to mention it. You can say what it is. Uh, oh, Long Beach State College. She went there. Yeah, a very good college. Anyway, uh, and she had to work at Target at night. Now, here, here's my opinion. No, I don't think anybody should pay anybody's loans off. They went to school. They accepted these loans, which she never took out a loan. She had to work at uh, Target, like I mentioned, to uh, yeah buy her school books, and you know, uh, yep. it was really a hassle. She went to school now, in the I what I call the she went to school in what I call the job plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I have an equity loan. I'm waiting for somebody to help me pay that off. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. That's not going to happen, okay. no. And if they promise now it, it's question. not going to happen. Don't make any plans. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Now, here's my question. The other day you mentioned uh, when you're dead, you're dead. Uh, and I'm confused because it says absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yeah. Now, uh where are we? Where's the transition at? Are, are we spiritually with the Lord? You said that our bodies, uh, uh, so I believe you said that uh, we get on uh, a second resurrection or in the resurrection. Uh, can you straighten that out for me? When yeah, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't remember exactly the... I don't remember exactly the context, but I would agree with the scripture well, yeah, that to yeah. be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Exactly. And people will disagree on, do you go to heaven immediately and uh, and then wait for uh, judgment and all of that later? Um, or maybe you the next thing you know, you immediately wake up at the resurrection. So like you die and the next immediate thing you notice is you're at resurrection whenever that comes, right? right. Pe- people will argue about some different things. And we don't really know except to say this, that to be absent from uh, the body is to be present with the Lord. And I I think that's where you have to put your comfort, that it's not going to be some experience that, uh, you know, you you can't, uh, that'll be terrible for you if you're uh, with the Lord. Well, that's that's what I understand, too. My wife told me again last night, she says, well, uh, you'll know when you get to heaven. Yeah. Yep, you'll know. And uh, the meantime, uh, what you want to do is follow Christ every single day until you get to that moment. I am, sure. Well, thank you very much for your show and your answers. Well, thank you, Dan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your compliment earlier, too. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Uh, Nick in Simi Valley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Nick. Um, So I was calling. um, I wanted to share my story hoping maybe give some hope to maybe some young students that are wanting to go to school or it doesn't seem like it's a, a possibility. Um, I really wanted to, I, I grew up with pretty much no parents, but I saw my mom was always an addict and I saw her die in the emergency room 
when I was 14, and I really wanted to become an emergency room doctor after that. Yeah. I volunteered for mm. years. I became an EMT, um, and I started going to school. And as I was working, going, I got scholarships. And as I was working and going to school, I just realized I didn't have the time to put forth to balance everything and really be a, a quality student I would need for medical school. So then I began looking into the military to pay for it. Long story short, I have asthma, so they told me it wasn't an option. And I became really uh, depressed at that point, and I rebelled. I was angry, and uh, the Lord kind of really showed me how much of an idol I was making out of it after some time. Um, but one thing that really, and I ended up uh, going into an apprenticeship. I'm an electrician now. I went through five years of apprenticeship, and it's been great. I'm married, and um, I got a home, and now I've, I'm, my wife, who I'm married to, obviously, she, I, I'm paying her students to stay home with our kids. So I ended up being able to pay some off. <laughs> but um, a scripture that really gave me some comfort was uh, where Solomon talks about in Ecclesiastes um, to accept our lot in life and what God has given us and to find joy in the simple things of life, the hard work and the food that we get to eat because of that and just the enjoyment of no matter what we're doing, doing it unto the Lord, coming home tired, sweaty, and appreciating our bed at nighttime. Yeah. So all of that, I just want anyone that might be listening that might be in that position now. And that was, I'm 30, I'm going on 32 now. That was when I was 17, 18. Um, but just to, to give hope. And I, and I really believe the Bible says not to go into debt. And practically speaking, it, it it's wise to not to go and to make that, quality decision of, look, I'm here, I want to be there, I can't afford it. Uh, most people want to be able to do 20 pull-ups, but they don't want to start with doing one, and then two, and then three, and some things are like that in life. Um, so anyways, my hope was just to maybe bring some hope to anybody that yeah. may be listening. And thanks for sharing that, Nick. I appreciate that, and uh, for your story there. Uh, my wife, by the way, had to help pay off my student loans, and she had no loans whatsoever in her life. Oh, wow. In fact, I brought in, I brought into the marriage, not just student loans, but I had a lot of credit card debt too. It was bad. And, uh, and Christy has never owed anybody anything in, in a loan ever. Uh, she, that took her a while to get over actually. Um, but, uh, we worked hard and we, we did it, but it was a lot of hard work. Uh, Nick, thanks for yeah, sharing, and uh, God bless you and uh, your wife uh, this weekend. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. You know it, he's he's right to point this out. Is that there's a lot of politics and there's a lot of anger and frustration about this, but there is something that's true about life. You are going to have to pay your debts occasionally. Something happens and somebody does pay them off. I used to joke in the sermon. Uh, you know, I give a talk about debt because I know what it's like. I used to. You know, this was before, you know, now I think you write a check somewhere and it immediately comes out of your bank account. But there used to be games you'd play, you know, in order to make the check take an extra day or two to clear. I used to cash checks and then I would write a line through the numbers at the bottom so that the bank that have to hand clear it, it would get an extra day. I played all kinds of games, paying off the visa with the MasterCard. And it was a horrible, horrible way to live. It was a terrible way to live. And I know that many of you are doing that. You got paid the payday loans and every time the rent's due, it is stressful. You're rolling pennies for gas. And it is awful for a lot of people. And I think, you know, the legitimacy of the the problem that the student loans are adding is for real. But when politicians come up with plans that uh don't that are not possible 
And and we you know, we see that you know, or, you know, or sometimes a you know a group and both parties will do this. They'll pass something in whatever house that they operate. Right now, they're you know the Republicans could pass something in the House and say, hey, you know, we're going to do everything that every Republican has ever wanted, and we've passed the bill, and everybody celebrates. But it's meaningless unless the Senate you know goes along with it and the President signs it, which they're not, and uh, they get a lot of press about it, but they really didn't do anything. And that's a game that I think politicians play and governments play where they promise a bunch of stuff or they say they're going to do something and they really don't. Um, That's not the real world. In the real world, when you take out a loan, you're going to have to pay it. In the real world, you know, the joke I would tell is I would would go to schools or other places or churches and I would talk about debt and how you have to pay it. And I would explain still. And when I would tell the joke, I still had student loans. And I said, you know, I still have uh, $30,000 of student loans, and I pray every day, God, please send somebody into my life who will pay off my student loans. And then I would pause, and I would say, anyone? I'd look out at the audience, and they'd laugh. But you know what? Nobody ever wrote me a check. Nothing. And I wouldn't expect them to. I had to figure out a way to do it. That is, that's life. And, and, you know, it's another thing that worries me about the way we approach these issues. Number one, if the government's going to do it, the government doesn't have money. It's your money. It's taxpayer money anyway. So it's not Joe Biden paying off your loans. It's the taxpayer paying off your loans. And it was about half a billion dollars. You know, that's not a small amount of money. That's a lot of money, even from the people who have the loans. And that kind of money at once, it would raise inflation. And it's ultimately going to cost you that much money. You know, there's we have to get wise in our, our voting and what we expect from our leaders uh, across the board, that the promises themselves don't mean anything. You know, where is the change? Where is the result? Why do we keep voting for, you know, the same people with different names and faces, but people who make the same policy decisions and we can't figure out why the homeless problem doesn't get better? Nine percent, it's increased L.A. Times said in uh, just Los Angeles County, 9 percent. I thought we were doing better, but no, it's it's increasing. You know why? Because we keep voting for the same policies that don't work. You know, friends, we all have the power, you know, but uh, we have to get beyond uh, silly promises. Anyway, I got to take a break. 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Penny and Ted, I'll get to your calls as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Pastor Scott Show. It is 4th of July weekend. Proverbs 22, 7, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. Let me tell you something about the Bible. It's true. And it doesn't say that that's the way it should be. This is not a command of God. It is something that in this book of wisdom, Proverbs, we're meant to read and understand and to have wisdom. So whenever we go into debt for whatever reason, you just got to remember the rich are going to rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. I'll tell you what, I've been a slave to Visa and MasterCard, like many of you have, and, uh, and many of you are. And I've been a slave to the lenders of student loan companies, and I've got the nasty letters in the mail, and I've had the deferments, and I've done the stuff. Uh, it is hard work, hard work to pay them off. But there is a reality that you're going to have to. 
And uh, maybe the reality is you don't do it. Like I've said, uh, you know, one of the things for my kids, and I'll get you calls here in just a second. My kids, uh, you know, we're paying for them to go to pride of at school, and it's not easy. You know, we, we can do it only because I paid off the Visa and MasterCard and student loans, but it was difficult, and we had to sacrifice a lot. And even for the school now, you know, we have had times where we're not paying for – we don't have cable. We don't have uh, fancy cell phones. We're not – we're trying to have no monthly bills because it, it has a cost to it. But it's worth it. And then we sometimes say, well, how are we going to pay for college? And it's like, I don't know because I don't really want them to get loans. But there's another option that for college that they don't have now. It's called the J-O-B plan. And, uh, you know, you might take six years to get through college with a job, but to graduate with no loans – is a good deal, a really good deal, or low, you know, easily payable loans. It's something we have to figure out as a country. By the way, uh, KKLA in Los Angeles has a uh, program right now for half-price tuition. Did you know that? Uh, another subject, but to take your kids out of the public school right now, I think it's a good time to do that. And, uh, you know, it's a challenge. You know, we we have to do it. And we, you know, every year for us, we don't know how we're going to do it, but the Lord provides something. And every year we've been able to do it. My sons are, uh, you know, getting ready to get into high school, my oldest, and uh, we've pulled it off, even though even last year we didn't know how we're going to do it this year, but the Lord finds a way to provide. And uh, this isn't a program that we were eligible for, but uh, KKLA has half-price tuition. And if you've been thinking we got to put our kids in a uh, Christian school, Now's the time, and there's half-price tuition that's available. What happens is, is you pay half the tuition for your first year in a new Christian school, and KKLA pays the other half for the first year. It's a great deal, a great way to get started. Go to kkla.com now and click on the half-price tuition banner. Find a school that uh, is suitable for you, and uh, just follow the instructions on there. And uh, they do sell out, so you don't have a lot of time. We have a limited amount of spots. And some of them have sold out already. I'm looking at the map. There's fewer dots on the map than there were a little while ago. Uh, But it is completely worth it. And if you've been praying about it, you've been wondering, maybe this is God's answer to your prayer there. You know, for me, the investment of the, the private school for elementary and high school is actually more valuable to me, I think, for my kids than the college will be later. We'll figure out college when the time comes. But just something to think about. 888-528-2557. Penny, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Penny, you there? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. Hi, how are you? I just wanted to say something. You and your wife, Christy? Yes. Compliment each other, other, and it's really lovely to hear about you. Uh, Well, thank you. We do. (laughs) We do. I appreciate that very much. That's wonderful. Now, for the student loans, what I want to say to these people, and I'm not trying to be harsh, Buckle up, buttercup, and pay your bills. It's going to take a while, but you did it, and I did it, and other people did it, so so you can you can do it too. Yeah, it can be done, even if it seems overwhelming. And I was overwhelmed. I got to tell you, there were times when I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, I worked three jobs and yeah. went to school. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it, it pays off. Yeah, I appreciate that, but Penny. I, I, had, I, had no, I had no loans, nothing, yeah. and I got everything paid. Yeah. And I think people should know you can, but it, it's going to take action. You just have to you have to cut your expenses and you'd be surprised. Uh, Penny, thank you for your call. Uh, you'd be surprised how much money you might be spending going out to eat or going to Starbucks or other stuff. Uh, I counseled with somebody one time who she couldn't pay her rent. She was about to get kicked out and turned out she was spending seven hundred dollars a month just at Starbucks. That was it. She had no idea it was that much. 
Uh, she had plenty of money because I knew what she did for a living. I thought, how can you not pay your rent? Like, that's the number one thing you should pay. And that's why. Um, but uh, most of us don't have that. It's just the encouragement. You just have to do it. Um, I started businesses on eBay is what I did. I started going to garage sales and buying things and reselling them. And it was it wrecked every weekend. And I'd start at 5 in the morning on Fridays and work all day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, buying stuff. And this is when eBay was new and kind of fun. It's kind of boring now. But, you know, there are there are things you can do that take work in this great country of ours. You know, you can go door to door and ask people if you can clean up after their pet or mow the lawn. There's there's ways. Uh, and, you, you know, $5 here, $20 here, $100 here. It does add up over the course of uh, three or four years that it might take you to do that. A um, couple more calls here uh, real quick. Ted in L.A., just a few seconds, Ted. Oh, just wanted to tell you that my, my cousin uh, uh, became a lawyer, and he went a hundred grand into debt, and now he defends LAPD officers and has a, a lustrous career, and he started out two years as a, a Baldwin Hills Police Department. Uh, um, but he got, know, his, uh, he got his debt paid off. Oh, he pay, yeah. no, he paid it off himself. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, you know, I, I was 36 grand in debt and, and credit cards, and I did it, and I just, uh, you know, big chunks. I took yep. it big chunks. You know, if I had an eight grand profit on a job, I gave him the whole eight grand. Yep, it, so, you have to do it. In fact, I told people, thank you, Ted, for your call. I told people last year and during the COVID when you got those big checks from the government uh, that you do repay in your taxes and inflation – but I said, unless you you need that money to pay your rent or your electricity, you know, you got to do that first. But if you don't really need those checks, but you have debt, send it all in to pay off your debt. Just don't go buy TV. Don't go do the stuff. You know, when you get extra money, if you're in debt, it just it feels bad because you want to use it for something good. But go pay off the debt. I'll tell you what, not having debt is wonderful. If you've ever been in debt. And if you're not in debt, don't do it. Just don't. All right, one more call. Susan and Whittier, real quick. Susan, welcome to Pastor Scott Show. Hi, two quick things. Um, I went back to school when I was 50 years old, but um, I realized that the best um, help for me to get through college was going to a private elementary school. I felt like that. It prepared you for college. Prepared me for college. Yeah. The yeah. Other- but that um, at the end, of, when my daughter graduated from high school, I was surprised at how many grants were out there for, for kids to find. I oh, mean, yeah. there were some grants and help. And even for me, when I went in, um, I got a lot of assistance. Um, I did end up with like $26,000 in debt at the end of it as a counselor. And, um, of course, I never made the money <laughs> that uh, cost me for my education. But my um, sweet daughter, when her father died, got an inheritance and paid off my student loan for me. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. See, sometimes you do get the break uh, with that. Uh, but, okay. Susan, you know, real good advice about the grants, uh, and I'd forgotten about that. Thanks for calling. There was grants and scholarships that are often not picked up by anybody. I got a, I got a small scholarship. It was $500 is all in college. Um, but I, it was only me and one other person were the only two applicants and I think there was a five hundred dollar and a two hundred and fifty. I think I got the five hundred. The other guy, maybe it was a woman, uh, girl. She got two hundred and fifty. But I would have had nothing except that I wrote an essay for something, and it turned out there were only two people 
I mean, it, you, there is a lot out there. It's possible. Hey, everybody, 4th of July weekend. And uh, I don't know if you're taking Monday off or not because the 4th is on a Tuesday. A lot of people traveling, so be safe out there in the cars. And I do want to remind you, the Harvest Crusade is this weekend, okay? You can learn more at kkla.com or go to harvest.org. And if you just, you know, if you've got somebody in your life that you know they need to know Jesus, take them to the Harvest Crusade, 6 o'clock, Saturday, Sunday night. There is great music, a lot of people going on. It's at the Honda Center, okay? So it's not at the Big A or Anaheim Stadium where it usually is. This year it's at the Honda Center. It is at uh, 6 p.m. Get there early because it's a smaller venue, so they have a little some question about availability of seats and stuff. But in that venue, it's going to be more intimate. The music is going to be uh, amazing from uh, uh, a lot of great artists that you've heard from, Christian artists that you get to see for free. It's absolutely free. And this is a great opportunity to bring somebody, Phil Wickham, Chris Tomlin, uh, Michael W. Smith, Passion, Taya, and uh, Pastor Greg Laurie and the Harvest Band will be there. And you know what? People come to the Lord at these things because they hear the gospel, and it cuts through all the craziness of our world today. And uh, don't be afraid to invite somebody and go with them and be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have, but also be realized that there are people who will be down there on the floor who are prepared to give a reason for the hope that they have. And it's a great, great event. And maybe you just need some encouragement, and maybe you need to get back on the track with the Lord. This is a great weekend to do it. Harvest Crusade. Uh, July 1st and 2nd, 6 p.m. at the Honda Center. Everybody, this is the Pastor Scott Show. I am Pastor Scott Furrow. We're on every day from 3 to 5. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, kkla.com or go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and hit subscribe so you never miss a show. God bless you. It's always great to be with you. I love you. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. Good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.